to the DadCast Podcast. I'm your host, Lavelle Lamonnier, and as a Christian man, a husband, a father, a grandfather, a business owner, professor, and a proud U.S. Army veteran, I've gained some unique perspectives on some of life's issues. Therefore, this podcast is designed to give a dad's perspective on everything from A to Z. I'd like to give a special thanks to our great sponsors. We have writeitout.tech, where you can get all of your academic needs, writing needs met. And we also have Lamonier Photography, where we see the world through a different lens. We have a couple of new sponsors that I'd like to give a shout out to. Miss Muzz Link Specialties, the best homemade links in Boudin, this side of the bayou. You can reach them at 832-589-0709 or you can reach them on Facebook. And our final sponsor for this episode is Just the Beginning Event Planners, the one-step, one-stop shop. For all of your special event planning needs. Let me say that again and get it right for you. The one-stop shop for all of your special event planning needs. For a fresh start and a new beginning, contact Just the Beginning Event Planners at 409-466-9826. Let me also give a great big Thank you and shout out to my lovely wife, Dr. Gabrielle Lamonnier, who is the co-creator and co-content manager of this broadcast. Well, all right, folks. In this episode, this is episode three of season number two, and we are going to talk about virtual church. That's right, the virtual church. Interesting topic because obviously things have changed The dynamics have changed in our society uh, due to COVID-19 and the pandemic that has swept across this world. We are now we have now found ourselves in a position where virtual church has become the new norm, the new uh, reality for a lot of churches for many months, seven months at my church and uh, longer and shorter at other churches. Churches were holding their services in a digital format. Uh, and there was it's known maybe as internet church, digital church, or virtual church. And there's a lot of discussion about what virtual services are doing to the local church. Is it helping the local church? Is it hurting the local church? Are we shifting as a society? into a new reality and that's very important i think for us to discuss to understand because church is a major part of most of our lives regardless of how we feel about religion regardless of how we feel about different uh, denominations regardless of how we feel about spirituality the truth is that there is some type of church in everyone And so a lot of people have been accustomed to going in to a physical uh, worship setting and conducting worship services in person. Of course, there were online venues available for those that were not able to attend. But due to the COVID restrictions and the, the social distancing guidelines and all of the things that have come along with 
um, with this this new reality that we've been living in throughout 2020 and now even into 2021, we find ourselves in a type of predicament. Is virtual church real? Is digital church the answer? Is it the future? Or is it holding churches back? Is it holding an individual back from really experiencing their true worship setting. There's a lot of articles out on the internet about this. There are a lot of, there's a lot of research that's been conducted throughout 2020 about this. And I think that it really speaks to the importance of this issue. There's a guy by the name of Tom Rayner who put out this study called the Post-Quarantine Assessment. And he, he asked this question, is the digital or internet church really the church? He makes some, some pretty interesting points about this because a lot of people call this virtual reality of a church setting, a digital church, some call it the internet church, virtual worship. Um, and, and most churches have some type of digital format because of the technology that we have available today. Uh, more church leaders, though, are asking if the virtual or internet attendance should even be counted as far as membership goes. The theological debates about the digital church are increasing. Everyone has an opinion about it. And, and, and the truth be told, in religious circles, in Christian circles, in denominational circles, we love a good debate. We have a lot of strong opinions about a lot of topics that are involved in the church. And so Christians and non-Christians, for that matter, love to have a good theological debate slash fight, if I can use that term lightly. And so that, in, that discussion is going to continue. People want to get an understanding about the difference between virtual church and in-person worship settings. Some churches are reporting a decline in physical attendance as they provide virtual services uh, online. Now, I've seen it in our own church that we, we obviously have a decline in attendance. Uh, but when we look at the actual in-person attendance and add in uh, the virtual attendance, then our overall attendance is about the same. Now, that may have an impact on different areas of the church as far as uh, donations and tithing and offerings and those kinds of things, but that's not really the issue that we want to discuss today. What we really want to discuss is, is the virtual setting real? Can you really experience the same thing that you experience in an in-person setting through an online venue? There are a lot of mixed results about this. Virtual attenders uh, have a lot of different thoughts about it. The information right now is anecdotal. Uh, church leaders report some pretty decent offerings among virtual attenders uh, if they give them the opportunity to give, which most do. But they are also reporting a decline in per capita giving when a member shifts from physical attendance to virtual attendance. One of the things that happens in virtual attendance is that you have the ability to be distracted 
much more easily than you do in an in-person setting. In an in-person setting, the music captures your ear. The sound of the one who is declaring the message catch, catches your ear. Uh, the, the routines that we go through in a normal church service catch your attention. When you're at home, you have uh, the option of someone coming up to you and distracting you. You have the option of phone calls, of text messages, of emails, of getting on Facebook, uh, getting on Twitter or Instagram. You have the option of getting up when something doesn't appeal to you and going and do, do something else and just turn the volume up and listen to it kind of a, as in a secondary mode. All of these things happen when we're listening virtually. In person, we have more of our attention that is captured than we do in a virtual setting. And so, again, we come to the question, is it real? Is it the same experience? Another part to, to plug into this is that there is a generational gap in the thought about church attendance. Millennials and even more so now, the Generation Z, see virtual communities as real communities. You've got to think about this. For Generation Z, virtual reality is reality. This is their life. This is what they've grown up on. This is how, they've, how they have been raised. They have been raised in a virtual community. Long gone are the days where you live in a neighborhood for your entire life growing up, and the entire neighborhood or village raises you. That doesn't happen anymore. Number one, people are transient. They move a lot more than they did. Number two, people are more private. They don't know their neighbors anymore. And so there's a reluctance to get involved in someone else's business. When I was growing up, there was no such thing as your own business. It was neighborhood business. If you did something uh, that you shouldn't have done anyone in that neighborhood could have corrected you and so now we live in a society where uh, people are much more private much more secluded they don't know their neighbors and this generation z has been raised on a screen when they were very little babies to get them quiet they were given a cell phone or a tablet to catch their attention by the time they're three or four years old, they know how to operate technology better than adults do. So they have been raised in a virtual setting, and that means that virtual settings have become reality to them. Some of them, some of those in the Generation Z, can't understand why churches um, can't have vibrant virtual communities in lieu of being physically present. In their minds, it is just as easy and more convenient to just have a virtual setting than it is to get dressed, go to a local church, um, sit down for two hours, listen to messages, be told when to stand, be told when to sit, be told when to clap. They just feel like the virtual setting is reality to them. And so we have to take all that in, into consideration when we think about what we do with our virtual worship experiences. Now, I don't know. I think I sit somewhere in the middle right now. I think that there is, I don't think, I know that there is 
a benefit to being in an in-person worship setting. There's nothing that can take the place of that. But I also understand that we live in a society where we have to reach a certain part of the, the population through digital means. And so is it enough is the question. If I am a virtual worshiper, is that enough to fuel what I need for the week? The thing is that those who are delivering the messages have to be aware of the the ways to capture the virtual audience. And so a full church experience requires flesh and blood presence as well as an engaging platform for online worshipers. Uh, we, We all know that the church does need to evolve. I'm not saying we have to change our principles or we have to change our values. But as society evolves, so should the method in which we reach society. And so we have to have a broader reach when it comes to uh, our, our community. Online churches is, is just not necessary. It's, it's actually important. It's, it's even essential in many cases. The speed, convenience, and the worldwide reach of the Internet is a great tool if we use it in the right way. The digital, tool, the digital world is a great place to network about faith, but there's no substitute for face-to-face worship. So the church can never purely be entirely digital. It's okay to have virtual worship, but that's not enough. We have to have some in-person worship. The Bible says, for those that are listening and want to uh, invoke scripture into this debate, the Bible does clearly say to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some would. That was written in the first century, and things have changed since then. Um, And some would argue that assembling yourselves together is still the case in an online setting. You are assembling together, but in an online setting, as opposed to an in-person setting. Now, I think that, again, in-person worship is most important for spiritual growth. But I do think that the church overall, the universal church, has to understand the changing needs of our society and reach out to those uh, who are in a virtual setting. There are some aspects that we can get of church online, the teaching, the worship, even some of the conversation, because we have the ability to respond to messages in online settings. Some churches have online pastors who are available to answer questions, receive prayer requests, and even give the invitation uh, to Christ through a virtual setting. Now, of course, those are real experiences. But there's a lot of aspects of a full church experience that require us to be in person, to hang out in the same physical space together. 
for instance, receiving communion. We've tried to bridge that gap by having a drive-through setting where folks can come and receive the communion elements and then you go home. And on the first Sunday when we have our uh, communion service, then those virtual worshipers can pull out the elements and participate from home. But it's just, just not the same as being there in person. A couple of years ago, there was a commercial for an electric car. And I remember thinking, man, this is going to be great. It's got like the Jetsons. We're going to be flying. We're going to have technology that takes us off the ground. Our personal aircraft, if you will. The ad was built around the question, what if the car was invented today? The answer, not surprisingly, was that there's no way that we would be running our cars on fossil fuels. It would it would be unimaginable as computers having a gas tank. It ended with the tagline, the question isn't why electric, it's why gas. We need to ask those kind of questions about how we do church. Questions like, why are we doing it this way? Don't undermine the church. They are essential to the future of the church. So that's really the only point that I wanted to make in this episode is that virtual reality has to be understood, but it also has to be balanced. Everything that we do has to have balance in it. I've said that numerous times on these these podcast episodes. We cannot allow the church to die out because of virtual worship. But we also cannot allow the church to die out because of being stagnant, because of being stuck in our ways, and because of not wanting to change the way we reach people. The church has to be relevant. That's the way it's always been. That's been the success of any church throughout all generations is its relevance. Whatever society is facing the church should have the answer to. And whether it's virtual or in person, in person, we have to be a hub for people to come and, and to get what they need spiritually. And so again, I, I'm saying simply that one cannot do without the other. In-person worship is, is, is paramount and virtual worship is essential. The two go hand in hand and they should complement each other. Virtual worship. Is it real? Is it real church? Is digital church the answer? Or do we need a combination of both? I'm sure you have your thoughts on that. I'd certainly love to hear from you about it. Perhaps we can even bring a pastor in to talk about this in more detail on another episode. But hey. Whatever you do, get your spiritual fuel from somewhere. Do not, do not let yourself starve spiritually because we're living in a society where we are being forced to, to change the way we do life. The thing about it is that everyone within the sound of my voice needs that spiritual connection. The reality is you need God. You need God in your life. I need God in my life. And I know people can debate and say, you know, different religions have different thoughts. But the one thing I know is that we cannot survive without God in our lives. And so I encourage you, 
keep on going. Make 2021 your best year ever. Don't let whatever stopped you in 2020 uh, be a hurdle that stops you in 2021. Get the spiritual fuel that you need. Get the, 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 the touch that you need in order to go forward in your lives and to do your very best this year. All right, everybody, I'm out. I hope this was interesting to you. We'll be back with another topic coming soon in episode four. Everybody be blessed. I'm out. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the DadCast podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. Please send in your comments and questions, and we'll be sure to cover them on the air in the very near future. You can reach us on Instagram at DadCastPodcast and on Twitter at DadCastP. You can also email us at comments at DadCastPodcast.com or go to our website at www.DadCastPodcast.com. And of course, we are on Facebook as well. If you've enjoyed this show, please, please share it with your circle of influence and subscribe to one of our platforms so that you can get all of the latest information about our upcoming episodes. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Blessings and peace to each and every one of you. Thank you.